The Chargers were long shots to win in primetime on Thursday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they had the win in their hands, and they let it slip right through their fingers. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We started doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Pain, David. I mean, that's the only word to describe that game because it's, I mean, I picked the Chargers to lose, but to lose that way just made it so excruciating. But welcome into the show. If you don't already, make sure to subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms or wherever you get your podcast from. We have a lot to get into today. I mean, I want to start with, you know, some gritty performances by some players, but the Chargers missed opportunities really leading to this big loss against the Kansas City Chiefs and really putting the division out of reach. But this episode is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL and the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package, visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information, or search Super Bowl on location. Ugh, David. I mean, I first, I mean, before we get into just the missed opportunities by the Chargers, I think we just have to kind of send our prayers towards Donald Parham, who really had a gross injury in this game. I mean, something that was really hard to watch on a fourth down in the beginning of the game, first drive for the Chargers. He hits his head on the back of the turf really hard and kind of freezes in place. And it was just in the moment you could tell it was something serious. He ends up getting stretchered off of the field. We only know that they're running tests on him. He was taken to the hospital after he was taken out of the field. But I mean, just a, a tragic thing for Donald Barham to have to go through, especially, you know, untouched to happen to happen like that. It was just a freaky injury. And they said he is stable, which is obviously the most important thing, but everything football related is kind of on the back burner right now when you see something like that. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I mean, at that point in time, it's bigger than football. I mean, it's about your life and about your health and about, you know, the repercussions of what, what could happen in that situation. So, I mean, obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Donald Parham and his family, and we hope that uh, this is nothing serious and that he'll be able to uh, get back to being healthy and, and uh, you know, Obviously, you hate to see that, so we hope he gets to a very speedy recovery. Especially for him having a career year and showing that he deserves to be in the NFL and that he can be a playmaker at this level after you know going through the XFL and things. But back to the game, I mean, it's hard to just not only focus on the missed opportunities in this one, David, because we all know Brandon Staley loves to go for it on fourth down, right? But yeah. When you lose three of those conversions and you lose three drives to not converting like the Chargers did on Thursday night football, it hurts when you, you know, go into overtime in a game where you potentially could have had nine points. So analytically, everything, you know, if you're following analytics, the Chargers made the right decision to go for it every time. But you have a Donald Parham drop in the back of the end zone on fourth down after Mike Williams already dropped, you know, what would have been a touchdown pass. Then you also have, you know, a pass batted down on fourth down. You have a pass broken up to Jared Cook. The Chargers would have had almost six points for sure if they let Dustin Hopkins take the chip shots, obviously. 
I like that Brandon Staley goes for it, and I like that he's aggressive. I'm not even necessarily upset about it, but when the game ends up like this one did and you end up tying it and going to overtime and losing before you can even let Justin Herbert touch the ball, then it obviously, you know, in hindsight, looks pretty ugly. You live by the sword and you die by the sword. I mean, Brandon Staley is uber aggressive. That's his personality. That's who he is. Uh, He's going to go for it on fourth down because he has all the faith in the world and Justin Herbert in that offense. He wants to get the football and put it in his best player's hands and give him every opportunity to try to convert on fourth down and score um, when whenever he can. And that's just who he is. He said that he's going to stay that way. He's not going to change who he is, not going to change his convictions. Uh, he does believe heavily in the analytics, and, and they are a part of how he makes his decisions. And he, he said in this press conference, you know, this is who we are. We are, are going to coach it. We are going to continue to coach it this way, um, and that's not going to change. That's how we are going to play football around here. Obviously, we have the benefit of hindsight, Daniel, and yeah. whenever you don't convert in those situations, you're going to be judged very harshly. Yeah, and I mean, deservedly so as the head coach. I mean, you have to take that. And obviously, if you make those fourth down conversions, it looks like a totally different game. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, maybe you, you know, blow them out or, you know, you get such a big lead that it makes it way tougher for them to come back instead of letting them hang around, obviously. But I think the other frustrating thing is those weren't the only missed opportunities, right? I mean, you also have just a fumble inside the five-yard line. You have three goal-to-go possessions inside the five where you come away with zero points. I mean, that's just, I mean, you can't have it in a game that goes to overtime, right, in a game that you should have won. And, yeah, maybe the Chargers win if they kick all three of those field goals. Obviously, that's the way it looks right now, right? I mean, the game plays out differently if they kick it. But either way, you're getting points on the board in all those situations. The Chiefs had a situation like that, too, where they missed a wide-open fourth-down call that would have given them a touchdown, right? So it happened to both teams, but the Chargers three times, nine points potentially left out there. And that's just really tough, especially when you got such, you know, gritty performances. And I think the other thing is, too, David, is – on all those plays, you had chances to get the first down before you got to the fourth down scenario, right? Jared Cook can't handle a high throw from Justin Herbert where he walks into the end zone. If he catches it, the fourth down gets batted down, right? Donald Parham, obviously, hoping the best for him, but he drops the touchdown pass after Mike Williams had a ball go right through his hands in tight coverage in the end zone on a fastball from Justin Herbert. So it's it, it just really tough. I didn't think the Chargers were going to win, but to have it happen like that, obviously, is pretty brutal with the stakes that are in the AFC West right now. And Wasting some performances, right? Trey Pipkins, shout out. I mean, he came through in a big way in this game. The Chargers' rushing attack was good. The Chargers' defense for most of this game made enough plays to keep the Chargers in it. And I think that's what makes it so tough when you have guys gritting through the losses of Rashawn Slater. Derwin James had to leave this game very early on. He makes a big difference if he can stay in, right? You have to have Trey Pipkins play. You had Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson stepping up outside of, obviously, the Josh Kelly fumble, but it, Trey McKitty, like there's just so many names where guys actually overperformed and then you still get this disappointing result. It just sucks because it, it, the Chargers had so many opportunities to put this game away and to win this game. This game had no business being as close as it was. And the Chargers had some phenomenal performances in this game from players that we never expected to play anywhere close to the level that they were capable and and that they showed out there in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. We didn't mention Trey Pipkin's name. We didn't hear his name mentioned at all the entire broadcast. And for an offensive lineman, that's exactly what you want. And yeah, he got Mm -hmm. some help. He's got some great veterans that are playing next to him. But Trey Pipkin's played a hell of a game. And my hat is definitely off to you, sir. You played 
a phenomenal, phenomenal game in this one. You run, run blocked extremely well. You kept everyone away from Justin Herbert. I want to also mention Jerry Tillery in this game. I thought he played extremely well. Got some very good pressure uh, on Patrick Williams. Also made a couple of physical tackles and run support as well. Uh, I mean, just some great performances from some guys that you really needed to play at a high level to be able to compete against this Kansas City Chiefs team. Yeah, and I mean, the flip side of that is you also had to have Trey Marshall out on the field probably way more than you would have wanted to, right? As a guy who mostly focuses on special teams. Because not only did Derwin James have to leave the game, his backup is Alohi Gilman. He also had to miss this game going into it. So you're at your third string safety, and he gives up, you know, two of the biggest plays of the game, two giant catch-and-run opportunities. And I mean, if you have, you know, Travis Kelsey – and Tyree Kill combining for 339 receiving yards between the two of them, you're not going to win that game. You know what I mean? So there was obviously, I mean, the defense would seem like they were out of gas, but I think the biggest thing as far as the big picture for this one is just the Chargers losing a chance. I mean, they still would have had to win this game and win out, and that's not a given, right? You had to win the last three games to keep control of the AFC West if you had gotten in this one, but you have to give yourself the chance. And to have the win like the Chargers did in their grasp and have it slip away is just the most painful way for it to go down. And I understand why Chargers fans are hurting. I understand Chargers fans who want us to rip Brandon Staley, even though he's doing the same things he's been doing all season long. Whether that's the right thing or not, I wanted a coach who leaned more into analytics. Sometimes it's going to look like this. I mean, it'd be hard to imagine it could look like this again. But, I mean, the play calling, things like that on the fourth downs, that's a conversation I'm willing to have. You know, maybe you do it a little bit differently. But the results should have been better than they were. And, I mean, that's Brandon Staley being Brandon Staley. But we do have two more segments to get into. So after this, we're going to be talking about some really big plays by the Chargers, really kind of fighting back through adversity in the first half and coming back to make this a game because for a second it looked like this was going to be a blowout. Chargers came back and made it a game and missed another big opportunity going into halftime that maybe kind of changes the outlook on this game. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I also do need to tell you guys, that the Super Bowl is coming up very, very quickly. And even with this loss, the Chargers still have a chance to do something special if they can make it. Now that's just making it to the dance and seeing what happens, right? But either way, the Super Bowl is in town at SoFi Stadium, and you guys have a chance to visit, you know, a Super Bowl while it's close to your home, which doesn't happen very often, no matter who's playing in it. And if you are going to go, if you want to make plans for the Super Bowl, there's only one place to go, and that is on location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL and the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the Great Wolf Game Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl On Location. I also need to tell you guys about a new way to play daily fantasy. And especially if you're like me, I mean, some of your fantasy teams are not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately, right? But that doesn't matter because you can still get it on daily fantasy. You can still get that thrill and make these games mean a little bit more on the weekends. And nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. And that's why Stat Hero is the only place that I play daily fantasy football. They're just changing the game because at Stat Hero, you know what you're going up against. And that's the biggest difference. I mean, they're going to show you the team that you have to beat. So you create the team that you think can take down their team. This week, you can go up against Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and Jimmy G. See if you can come up with a trio of quarterbacks that can take them down. But Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups. 
winner take all. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them head to head. And right now, guys, you can sign up for free at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com. Promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David. Well, obviously, this is a tough game to get into, but as we talked about before, the Chargers let one slip right off the bat because we all know how good, you know, the Chiefs defense is playing, but the Chargers get a huge boost right out of the gate because Andre Roberts takes a 75-yard kick return. And, I mean, what an addition that dude's been, right? I mean, result of this game aside, they did not want to kick to him after that. The dude and they did. game change. <laughs> they, they didn't give it. him another opportunity the rest of the game, but he was electric on that return. Like, what a way to get the game started. I mean, a 75-yard return where if he doesn't slip, he is probably scoring an That's opening the part that hurts. touchdown. Like, yeah. man. And, then of course, obviously, you, you see what happens at the, at the end of the result of that drive, but what a way to get the ball game started. And I mean, from that moment, like, it was a great atmosphere, and, and you knew it was going to be a slugfest type of game. Well, and I think the other thing is, as far as the Chargers special teams goes for so long, it's been like, hey, if it's not a disaster, that's a positive for the right, Chargers. Right. So to see like an actual positive coming from special teams was great to see. And then you can't capitalize on it, right? And that that was one of the really tough things to swallow in this game was just that you get that 75-yard return, and instead you have, you know, Donald Parham to play with him, slamming his head on the ground. Can't come up with the touchdown that would have put the Chargers up 7-0. And then the Chiefs come back. And make it 7-0 their way. And that's a big swing, right? You leave points off yeah. the table. They come back and take the lead in this game. On third and one from the seven, the Chargers' defensive line just got buried. And their fullback walked pretty much right into the end zone for a seven-yard touchdown. And, I mean, Chargers' run defense is actually pretty good in this game. That was not one of those plays. And the Chargers kind of, you know, added to it because on the next drive, Justin Herbert throws an interception that is batted up in the air and makes it an easy pick. Seems like he had so many balls batted down, you know, especially for being a 6'6 player. But this one, I mean, Nick Bolton makes a good play. Anthony Hitchens comes down with the touchdown. It sets up a field goal for the Chiefs. A good job by the Chargers defense there to not let it, you know, it get worse than that. But you're down 10-0. I mean, you have a 75-yard kick return to open the game, David, and you find yourself down 10-0, which is just like, okay, this is how this game is going to go. Yeah, I mean, it definitely had the feeling like this game could go way sour very quickly and like this one could turn into a blowout for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely was trending that way. I mean, you get that big electric start with that awesome return. You turn that into no points and then they take it from basically the two yard line all the way down the field, score a touchdown, add on to that lead. And you're like, oh, God, here we go again on Thursday night football in front of the entire world. The Chargers are going to get blown out. Exactly. I mean, that's. You were kind of scared it was trending in that direction. But the Chargers, to their credit, do come back and answer on the next drive. They go 10 plays, 75 yards, get a touchdown to make it 10-7. Keenan Allen has a nice third down conversion of 15 yards. And then Justin Herbert takes it in himself from one yard out to get the Chargers back in the game. And the defense comes up again, right? And this is when the Chargers kind of started gaining the momentum. The Chiefs end up going three and out. And then, I mean... They held them back on their own, you know, side of the field, pretty deep in their own territory after a huge special teams play by the Chargers to get a tackle, a penalty, backs them up even further. You get the ball on the 42-yard line, and you go and score. You capitalize on that situation. You go nine plays, 42 yards. Chargers run the ball on the first eight plays of the drive, and Herbert ends up having a nice play where he pump fakes against Melvin Ingram, who had a really easy sack, it looked like, 
finds Jalen Guyton in the end zone. Three straight touchdowns for Jalen Guyton in three straight games. That's something that's nice to see first time in his career. But just like that, David, as badly as things started, you're up 14-10 at that point. And the bigger thing, you were so physical, you just ran the ball down their throat. Oh, yeah, they absolutely set the tone uh, on, on the ground. The offensive line was fantastic in, the, in this game. They really started right here, establishing their dominance and saying, hey, we are going with Chris Jones out. You can't stop us. There's nobody on your team that can stop us. And that was the mentality and definitely on that drive. I mean, eight runs, <laughs> one pass for a touchdown. Like, who who is that? What, what team does that? The Chargers don't do that, but they definitely did it in this game. And uh, it was a huge part of it. The, the Chargers ran the ball extremely well, but you got to give credit to all those guys up front. They were opening up some massive holes for these running backs to, to run through. Yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, they also have a, a nice push on a sneak by Justin Herbert on that drive on fourth down, one of the fourth downs. Pretty much automatic, it. right? Pretty much yeah, I mean, I thought it was always automatic until last week. It got like really. That's what I had to say. Pretty penalty. much, yeah. yeah. You had to say you had to go pretty much there, and then Joey Bosa makes the play, and you knew you needed to have a couple of great defensive plays in this one, a couple of great individual performances. Joey Bosa, I mean, the end of the game for him losing contain a couple times, I thought was pretty bad, but he was a menace for most of this. Yeah, game. Nine he had pressures of- in this game, like he was all over the place. He was, he was in insane. Mahomes' face relentlessly. Yeah, and, and I think they just ran out of gas. I mean, the pressure wasn't getting home at yeah. the end of the game. But he gets to Patrick Mahomes. He hits his arm. Mahomes tries to kind of double clutch. The ball's coming out as he comes forward. He's like holding it barely by his fingertips, but he didn't really have the ball at all. It goes forward. They give it to the Chargers, right? And that was huge because now not only Six did you retake the strip lead, sack for Joey yeah, Bosa. Like, out. what in the hell? Like, that is unbelievable. Like, I know we know how good this guy is. We know how, jo- how great Joey Bosa is, but... You can't even fathom that. Like he, yeah. the Chargers have nine or, or what ten now fumbles. Yeah, ten. Six ten of them strip, have come. Ten strip from, sacks, not even yeah. just forced fumbles. Yeah. Wow. And six of those are from Joey Bosa. The guy is definitely earning his money. He is without a doubt one of the premier defensive players in the league. Yeah, and I mean, besides like the one with Kirk Cousins, where like his own offensive lineman like grabbed his arm. Like, I mean, he's had some fortunate bounces, but Ridiculous. that was huge. I mean, and that's the thing is you're down ten to zero, and now you have a chance to go get a touchdown potentially and go up twenty-one to ten going into halftime. Yeah, after you botched the beginning of the game so bad, and that's what hurts even more because this was the second of the big giant missed opportunities because the Chargers go nine plays, forty-four yards. Herbert throws a great back shoulder throw to Mike Williams for twenty-seven yards. And then you get down in the red zone. You have enough time to run your four plays in a goal-to-go situation. Jared Cook can't hold on to a high throw on second and goal. Let's be clear. Herbert has to make a better throw there. It's a walk-in touchdown, right? Yeah. At With the same time, hand. Jared Cook has to catch the ball, too. Like, And the thing is, yeah. is everyone wants to throw blame on one person. It has to be better from both of them. And I thought Herbert just had an okay game, sprinkling in you know a few crazy throws because he also had some big drops as well. So it's hard to really evaluate his performance. Uh, fully, you know, but Herbert has to make a better throw. Jared Cook had it and then dropped it, right? Lost focus, couldn't reel it in, and he walks into the end zone if he does. Chargers end up going for it on fourth down, really the last play of the first half, right, with a chance to go up 21 to 10. You have a chance to go up, you know, 17 to 10 if you want it. Chargers go for it, David. The ball gets knocked down, batted down at the line of scrimmage, and that's what's so risky about those fourth down plays. Like, you can have the best play call in the world. If a guy gets his fingertip on the ball, it can change everything. Well, yeah, and like the, I'm, I, like I said before, I know Brandon Staley believes in his offense and and knows that you know he really wants to give Justin Herbert those chances, right? 
But when you when a, ba- a pass gets batted, I mean, first of all, you hold your breath because you're like, oh god, I mean, that's going to turn into an interception. But you know, the play is over, and you know the the uh, it's just the higher percentage there. Do you kick the field goal, get the guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed points there, or, or you you risk it and go for the touchdown? Like that's the obvious, you know, conversation that you have. And that's a dilemma. Brandon yeah. Staley's always trying to be aggressive and and always trying to get those touchdowns, especially against the Chiefs. And, you know, you know this team can score in a flash, and and I'm sure that was a, a big part of that decision. Either way, you go into the halftime losing all your momentum. I mean, and the yeah. thing is, is like you want to think momentum is not a thing. I mean, look back to the Bengals game; you oh, had all sure the momentum. They get the momentum, come back, cut it to two points, 24-22, and then you take the momentum at the end and everything starts going in your favor, right? And that's the thing is momentum is very real in a lot of ways, and it's just hard to kind of quantify. The Chargers lost momentum there, and they lost out on points. And if if they get into the end zone, either of those fourth downs in the first half, I mean, obviously, we're not even really having this conversation because guess what? If you get one of them, you get more points than if you would kick both the field goals. You get seven points instead of the six. So you yep. really only have to get one of those to be right. They miss out on both of them. And now you go into halftime 14-10, but you know they're getting the ball a half. And that's when things started going downhill. But the Chargers actually made a late push in this game. Justin Herbert had a go-ahead touchdown drive and touchdown throw with two minutes left in this game. And the game still got away from the Chargers. So we'll talk about the other big plays and missed opportunities for the Chargers coming up right after this. But first... I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and that's betonline.ag. BetOnline has you guys covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues their march towards the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one place for all college and pro football action. And we have bowl season coming up, which is like the best time ever to bet on college football and the playoffs, obviously. But head to the new website and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus since you listen to this podcast on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, to receive that bonus and start playing with house money. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that BetOnline has available. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's the only place I use to bet on sports, and betting on sports always makes them better. But BetOnline is where the game starts. I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar and something I have no problem talking about because they are delicious, and that's Built Bar. And I, we've had guests that have come on the show and have talked about Built Bars with us, right, that have loved Built Bars. But it seems like pretty universally loved. The official protein bar of NASCAR, the official protein bar of the U.S. you know, track and field team, in the Olympics, that was really cool to see. But the reason they all these people are willing to jump on board is because they're delicious. And I mean, you can have something right that fits on your diet that also tastes great. And that's like a question as old as time. Like, what can I find, you know, that gives me the health benefits of broccoli, but you know, tastes like a candy bar? Like, that's hard to find. You don't find that in the wild very often. And Built Bar brings you all of that, and they bring you the variety because there's so many different flavors to choose from. They're rolling out limited time flavors left and right every few days. It seems like they have a new flavor coming out and the new ones are always good for sure but i'm a peanut butter brownie guy i'm a cookies and cream guy like you know you can go coconut almond you can go cherry barcia there's a lot of other great flavors you guys can choose from you can even get a mix box where you guys can pick you know all the flavors and try all of them and find the right one that you like but all built bars are high in fiber high in protein while being low in sugar and low in carbs which is obviously great and you can have something that is great for you that also tastes like a candy bar without the guilt that comes along with it. But are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in the stocking this year with so many flavors that make anyone's Christmas a little happier. And right now, we can even save you guys some money. If you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, at Built.com. 
All right, David. Well, we're almost done getting through this one, Ryan. These ones are always tough to talk about, but it is nice to vent. And as always, I always appreciate everyone checking out shows like this the most because thank you guys yeah we know we know it's hard because it's hard for us to do it i mean we, we always say it we are fans too we do love the team we are analysts but if these are tough shows to get to get up for so we appreciate you guys checking it out yeah and i mean we're doing this you know pretty much right after the game it's still pretty fresh but at the same time i mean a lot of this well it was nice to see the chargers go have a gritty performance like this in a game where they really shouldn't even have been in you know in it as long as they were but to have the win and have it taken away, is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all, right? That's the eternal question. And That is the question. Is it better to, you know, lose in a blowout fashion or lose in overtime on a walk-off Travis Kelsey touchdown, right? That It's always tough. But the that second guy. half, the Chargers did have some things actually go their way and also some more missed opportunities because, I mean, that was the story of the game. But the Chiefs come right out. They get a field goal to make it 14-13. to 13. And Uchenna and Wozu had a nice play where he tipped the ball, almost had a pick six, right? Brought up a third down. Chargers end up getting off the field, holding them to a field goal with the Chiefs driving. And then the Chargers have a chance to get some points back, right? And, you know, capitalize on the missed opportunities of the first half. They go nine plays, 47 yards, turn it over on downs again, David. For the third time, they're in field goal range. It would have been a 46-yard field goal. They decide to go for it. Justin Herbert can't connect with Jared Cook on a – Pretty uninspired play call. Maybe not the best decision of yeah. you know Justin Herber on who to throw to there, but like it. that one was pretty tough as well, leaving more points off right there. Yeah, you you just you hate it. I mean, you, you had a, a another great opportunity to you know really pad the lead, and and you, you're not able to come through. It's just you know like we've said many times, it's it's the theme of of how this game went. You know, you had it in front of you. You had the opportunity to go out there. And, and really increase the lead to where it could have, you know, put the ball game away, but the Chargers weren't able to do it. Yeah, at least give you a handle on it, right? Yeah, at give least you a make chance. you feel a lot better about the game at that point. But the Chiefs actually gave one back. So on the next drive, they go 11 plays, 70 yards, and the Chiefs end up blowing it. I mean, Chris Harris Jr.'s oh, yeah. man-to-man coverage on McCole Hardman. He motions across the formation. He has a wide-open touchdown in the flats. Patrick Mahomes spikes it. He doesn't have his fingers on the laces. He throws it straight into the ground. And, like, let's be honest, too. I mean, Patrick Mahomes missed some throws in this game as well. As oh, much yeah. as Herbert missed some throws, too. But he, there was some, you know, pretty open passes that Mahomes missed as well. That one was pretty inexplicable to me. <laughs> that one like, takes the cake. Yeah, that one was like, wow, an NFL quarterback made that throw? I mean, right. then you look back at the video and he didn't even get his hands on, on the ball Tried pretty to do it much too at quick. all. Yeah, you know, yeah, and he, he didn't really need it, to. Right? Yeah. I mean, he saw it right in front of him. He's like, "Oh, that's a touchdown." Yeah. You're trying to get out of his hands quickly, and you know, too quick. And when you say wide open, like it was, if you didn't see wide, wide, wide open. But wide. this is the thing, David, that the Chargers do get credit for because it was second and one and third and one, and the Chargers run defense came up huge. Jerry, Tillery yeah, Bosa nice and Tillery, tackle. yeah, great Jerry tackles. Bosa gets a little shuttle pass, right? The things that they've their shovel pass they've done so many times against the Chargers with so much success. Joey Bosa drags the dude back down for you know to keep him away from that first down, and then you force them to make a play on fourth down. So Chargers so do good. deserve some credit there, but the Chiefs leave some points out there, right, on that one, yeah. even though they should have had it. But that's what your fourth down play should look like. If you're really certain about going for it on fourth down, you should have a play that looks like that, Brandon Staley, obviously, because that you know he talked about it after the game, like we only go for it because we're certain we're going to get it. Basically, you know, yeah. uh, paraphrasing there, but like. 
you better have a play in that playbook that's going to get you a first down and an easy or a first down or a touchdown, whatever the situation is. That's what it should look like. McCall Hartman, you know, running wide open in the flat. But alas, the Chargers, you know, catch a break right there. And then on their next drive, they fumble it inside the five yard line. And it's Josh Kelly. You have a nice, a 12 play, 97 <sighs> yard drive and a chance that you run clock. You gave your defense some rest. And then you saw something that was reminiscent of former Chargers. We've seen way too many Chargers running backs fumble inside the far, you know, five yard line. We've seen Justin Jackson do it. We've seen Austin Eckler do it in you know years past. We've seen Josh Kelly do it, right? And that's not the first time. And it was just the way it happened. It was third and goal. It wasn't a gotta have it situation. And you don't take off on the jump on the two, three yard line, right? And that was the hard part. He jumps out, he extends the ball, it gets easily knocked out of his hands from what it looked like. It actually looked like he had blockers going to the left side if you just would have stayed on his feet. Stay on your feet if you ever have a choice. Brandon Staley was upset about that one. But, David, that's the third time you're inside the five and you come away with zero points, which is absolutely brutal. It was so sloppy. That's just the, the first Kelly. word that came to my mind. It's he like, was doing so good, Josh, too. You had a great game up to this point. Bro, you weren't even close to the yeah. goal line. What are you jumping for? Why And why are you extending the ball? Especially when you don't even have full – like grip of the football like you right. didn't even have possession of it and you, you try to reach it you're not that close bro you're yeah. not that close so it's just a, such a sloppy rep and it, it kind of it it really took away from all the positive runs that he had accumulated up to that point it just you can't do that on the goal line you just can't do it that that is something that they should show to, to little league football players never ever do this this is a video yeah. of what not to do well, and, and that's the thing, unless it's like a fourth and down do or die situation right. where you're just trying to, you know, helicopter over the top. But the other thing was like, why not Austin Eckler? You know what I mean? And they, Austin Eckler seemed like he was on kind of a pitch count. They got good contributions from or Justin Jackson or Justin Jackson, who had carried it already on that drive. It just seemed like a curious choice. Yes, Joshua Kelly was running pretty physical. He got them down to the one yard line on that drive. But just another inexcusable thing that you can't have happen offensively and have that be you know the takeaway from it so that was tough but Uchenin and Wozu ends up getting it right back and you know what a game for him couple of times where he shut down the Chiefs short passing game this time he makes a super athletic play one-handed hits the ball up to himself intercepts it gets the ball back to the Chargers on the two-yard line on third down crucial play and the Chargers yeah. Give it to Austin Eckler, and he runs and walks in hey, for what a two-yard touchdown. Is that, oh, weird. That is a nice thing to do. Chargers go up 21-13 at that point, but the Chiefs responded. They was just Hell the way play they from Nwosu, man. I mean, yeah, I got to give him that credit. And, and he's really turned it on these last few games. He's, I mean, you can tell he wants that contract, Dan. He wants yeah. that contract. Yeah, and I mean, he's played a lot better the last few games, and that was just making huge plays like that. I mean, that's how you win games against teams like the Chiefs is you need a couple of plays like that. And they turned the ball over on Patrick Mahomes twice. Obviously, they turn it over twice himself, which kind of negates it, right? And that's not including just turning the ball over on downs, which to me should count as a turnover, in my opinion. But the Chiefs answer, and it was the way that they answered that really frustrated me because you give up a 69-yard reception to Travis Kelsey, catch and run, Trey Marshall, Terrible angle, can't make the play, lets him rumble. He actually slips, right? He falls. Way down. too many free releases for that yeah. dude in this game. Yeah. When I saw something, I mean, Travis Kelsey had like one catch before Derwin James left the game, but now it's Trey Marshall out there. He slips. 
Patrick Holmes, you know, buys enough time and he goes 69 yards, gets the ball deep into Chargers territory. They cap it off, get the two point conversion to make it 21 21. And that's where it kind of felt like the Chargers defense was running out of steam at that point, right? Yeah. And it's hard to blame them because, you know, the Chargers should have been up by a lot more. But this was the great part is the Chargers actually did respond. Justin Herbert did respond. They have a great drive. They go 11 plays, run clock, take 75, go 75 yards to make it 28 to 21 with two minutes and 19 seconds remaining. They go up and get that touchdown, go up by a touchdown. And then in a flash, right? I mean, obviously that's a lot of time to give Patrick Mahomes. But if you're Justin Herbert there, it's like, you have to go get the touchdown. You have to go up by at least a touchdown. You can't go up by a field goal, field goal because then they're going to come back and get a touchdown and yeah. win the game, right, David? And that's the thing is they end up going down. And this drive where the Chiefs tied it way too quickly was way too easy. On third and 10, Mahomes gets out of the pocket, finds Tyreek Hill for 20 yards, right? Travis Kelsey ends up getting in on a seven-yard touchdown. But the biggest play was a Patrick Mahomes 32-yard scramble. Joey Bosa was on a game. He goes inside. He kind of changes his rushing lane. Didn't stay true to where he should have been. Opened up a wide hole for Patrick Mahomes, who takes it 32 yards. That was a really tough play. They get into the end zone. And that point, it felt like the Chargers had out all, you know, lost all the momentum. But I think the game was really decided on that next drive, David, because at the end of the game, I think you sign up for this every day of the week. Tie ball game, a minute and 16 seconds left. Two timeouts and Justin Herbert with a chance to win the game with a field goal. They go five plays end up having to punt. I mean, Jared Cook has a pass broken up. They get a penalty in there. Pressure gets in and he forces a bad throw to Mike Williams on a, you know, a free release from a blitzer that was coming or Justin Herbert not, you know, maybe trusting the running back to pick up the blitz on that one. And then one play I know that really hurt you was the Keenan Allen play. Justin Herbert uncorks one really, really deep. Keenan Allen gets interfered with, right? And there's no call. Would have been about like the nine yard line or, you know, inside the 10 yard line where the Chargers would have gotten the ball. I know that was something that definitely bothered you. That was definitely a pass interference penalty. It's ridiculous. He was wrapped around him. He was dragging him down. He stopped his momentum and and impeded his ability to make that catch. Whether it was catchable or not, that is not really, you can't really determine that because you didn't know where Keenan Allen was able to get to because. The defender stopped his momentum and the defender knew he committed a penalty because he didn't even want to look up and see if the yellow was on the ground because he knew he interfered with Keenan Allen. That should have been a pass interference penalty. You never want to give it and leave it up to the refs, but that one should have been called. It's definitely been called for much less, Dan. I think that's the tough thing is the Chargers have had really late pass interferences. You go back to the Broncos game a couple of years ago with Casey Hayward and Cortland Sutton, where they get a, you know, basically a free win out of that. The Chargers have had that call go against them. I thought they might call it, uh, but I mean, obviously late in the game, I feel like they're going to be more stingy with that five because they know that basically decides the game right there. If they call that Chargers get a field goal and win the game. I don't know where Keenan Allen would have ended up or how close he would have gone to that ball, but that was felt like it was the game right there because the Chargers have to punt. Chiefs are willing to just go into halftime after they don't get anything right away. And then in overtime, the Chiefs walk off, you know, with a 36 or 34 yard Travis Kelsey touchdown with more poor angles. Trey Marshall getting beat again. Way too easy. I and mean, it felt like it was determined. I mean, predetermined. Yeah, the, much. The, the defense was out of gas. They gave yeah. everything that they could. They got torched and they were down definitely uh, several defenders. They had some gutty performances, but at that point, the, the, the tank was on E and they just yeah. they, they couldn't keep up. And that, like I said, you give me Justin Herbert, minute 16 against a, a 
defense, which you really probably should have already put up like 42 points on at that point. Like I'm going to sign up for that. And it's tough. It's a tough break for the Chargers. It's a huge loss for the Chargers. But what they want is still ahead of them. The Chargers have been a great road team. You make it to the playoffs and you take your chances and you still have that. And this game can't stop you from winning the last three games on your schedule that are coming up. You have a chance to get back on track next week or the game David's going to be at against the Houston Texans in Houston. And then you have two divisional games to close out your season that will decide whether or not you make the playoffs. If you win all the rest of your games, you're making the playoffs. You're in. This is a tough loss. But the Chargers hung with a really good team, missing a lot of really, really good players. And the Chiefs were missing players, too. I'm not making excuses, but that was a gutsy performance by a lot of dudes on that team that hung around with a team that could have blown them out, right? So yeah. I, I think you know everyone's going to get ripped tomorrow. Lombardi's going to get ripped. Staley's going to get ripped. This team is still overachieving, and that's the thing that has to be kind of kept in perspective. And they can still go out and make the playoffs in Brandon Staley's first year, which is a success for a first-year head coach of the team that went 7-9 and nine last season, right, when the coaching was awful. Remember how bad it was before when you want to think about a game like this, right, that doesn't go the way because your coaches are being more aggressive. But the Chargers have everything in front of them, and I'm here to tell you that we'll be here for the ride because you guys better buckle up. It's going to get crazy down the stretch. And we're going to be here every day and every step of the way, including next week with a big-time interview with Taylor Bashani of the NFL Network. David landed a big fish on the line, and we have a big guest coming for you guys next week. So make sure you guys tune back in for that to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel, which we have loved doing for you guys lately. And also follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn app, the new Odyssey app, or wherever we post all the shows to all of our social media, so you can also find it there. You can find our Twitter at LockdownLAC, and you can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Jogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. But it's going to be a long weekend, guys. We hope you join us on Monday to gear up for the rest of the season because there's still a lot to play for. But you can also find our new Instagram page at LockdownChargers on Instagram and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page as well. If you want to vent, I get it. If you guys can bring in some short voicemails, we can definitely get them on the show next week with a little bit of a longer week. The number is 323-524-7924. But it's not all doom and gloom, guys. That's a tough loss. Still a lot to play for right now, and the Chargers still have a lot ahead of them. They can still make this a really special season. So make sure you're back with us on Monday. Check out the latest on the Chargers as we gear up for the playoff hunt coming up. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.